Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Clean up on all three. Clean up on all three. <laughs> See, I used to work at Kroger. <laughs> Good old K. Roger. Good old K. Roger. That's right. Now, now, I used to work in the bakery when I worked at Kroger. I had a great time working at Kroger. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I was a, a pretty good cake decorator, but I was, I was actually better at writing on cakes. Uh, like happy birthday. I, I, I remember this doesn't relate to my message. I remember when, uh, <laughs> I remember sometimes when people would come in, I mean, I was a teenage dude and I would, people would come in and they'd want a cake and they'd say, Oh, and uh, I'd like this uh, quarter sheet cake. And can, can you hand, can you have somebody write happy birthday, you know, Maud or whatever. And I'm like, Oh sure. I'd be happy to do that. And they're like, uh, <laughs> you know, 16 year old male teenager. Uh, is there anybody else back there who can write on the cake? <laughs> they just assumed that I would be horrible at it. It was so funny how many times I got that, right? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm the only one left in the bakery. I usually close the bakery. And so they'd be like, uh, okay. And I could see the look of, oh, gosh, what's this going to look like? But then, I, you know, I mean, I... I got to be a good cake writer, and, uh, and so in any case, it was always fun to see their expressions, but, but okay, but in any case, every once in a while, late at night, I'd be the, the one to respond to that classic announcement, clean up on all three, clean up on all three, you've all, you've all heard this, you know, something happened, right, you've all been there, a jar slips, oops, crash. Wow, man, it is so loud, isn't it? It just, it just sounds like, like, like lightning and, and thunder. It's, it's just so loud. And, uh, and when, when you drop something on all three, right? And, and sometimes it's the children. Sometimes it's your children. You, you look for one second. You're trying to look at the, at the rice checks. And, and, and there's, the, there's the kid behind you and grabs that jar. And, you know, oh, no. You know, it's like just for half a second, you, you're turned away. And you always feel bad, of course, and you apologize, but, but the store, of course, always just cleans it up without issue. Yeah. I remember actually <clears throat> speaking of in a very similar mode. I remember I was having dinner with uh, some folks earlier this year. My family was, and this was uh, at, at a restaurant. And, and we were there, and I had this glass, and I dropped the glass, this drinking beverage glass, and crash! Wow, it just made the loudest noise, and it shattered, and the liquid went all over the place, right? And I, I felt terrible. I, I did. I felt terrible. You've probably been there at one time or another, but the manager knows that this is going to happen sometimes. And they were like, no problem, no problem. They, they, they got it all cleaned up. They got us a new tablecloth, the whole thing. So interesting when those things happen, isn't it? 
Psalm chapter 86, please. Psalm 86. We'll be reading uh, a couple of verses out of this that, that are relevant to us in our lives and to everything that we're going through in this day and time. Psalm chapter 86, we'll go to verse 1 and then we'll skip to verse 5. Excuse me, it says, turn your ear, Adonai, and answer me, for I am weak and needy. For you, verse 5, for you, my Lord, are good and ready to forgive and full of mercy to all who call upon you. Hmm, I needed to hear that. That sure is the truth, and that sure is a relief. And I'd like, to, I'd like to posit something for you today. Many believers really do not fully grasp the forgiveness of Hashem. They really don't fully grasp the forgiveness of Adonai. And actually, as I reflect on it, there are oftentimes three different types of believers and how they react to forgiveness. Three different types. And you got to think to yourself what tends to be the way that you look at forgiveness. There's one believer who sins and who really, really, like genuinely underneath the veneer, doesn't seem to care that they sinned. They'd just be like, eh? Okay, I send. That's, that's how it is. I'll just ask for forgiveness and ho-hum. Now, there's another believer who sins and who feels very badly for it. They repent and they turn and then they walk in that forgiveness, right? And that's really where we should be. When they do something wrong, they're, they're sincerely sorry about it, repenting, and then they turn and walk within that forgiveness that the Lord provides his mercy. And then there's the third believer who sins, but doesn't fully grasp the forgiveness of Adonai, and that inhibits their walk moving forward as they live in a constant state of guilt. You know what I'm talking about in that regard as well. Maybe it's something that they slash you did. And even though philosophically in your head, you know that God has forgiven you. Uh, you don't act that way. You're not living that way. I want to speak to those of you who are sometimes afflicted like that third person. And I have a message a little bit later to any of you in the first two categories as well. Uh, because there are things that relate to that. But for some, you spend time lamenting what God has already forgiven you of. It's interesting. It strikes me, and get ready for this. We know that some people continue to sin, taking God's forgiveness for granted, right? And those people, kind of like the, uh, so I continue to sin so that grace may abound. God forbid. Okay, but there are a lot of people like that who will sin and they just take God's forgiveness for granted. Clearly, 
those people who are like that don't have an appreciation or an understanding of God's forgiveness because they just take it so casually. But candidly, follow me on this, candidly, people who continue to berate themselves after having sincerely repented, likewise do not have an appreciation or an understanding of God's forgiveness. Both sides, both cases, if you will, don't really, really fully understand and appreciate the forgiveness of the Lord. And they continue to to beat themselves and to allow themselves to be beaten up about prior and older sins. You have to understand, beloved, what it says in Psalm chapter 103, verse 12, where it says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. How far is the east from the west? Infinite. The east and the west, it's infinitely far apart. That's how far God has removed your transgressions from you. You can't get any further. They're gone. Hear me on this. Hear me on this, my friends. The management knows that you're going to break some pickle jars. (laughs) The management knows that. Now, you can't just go down aisle three and start thrashing about and knocking jars off the shelves and just keep knocking them down and like, like a crazed person. If you do that, expect to be arrested. <laughs> you're going to be arrested. That's not cool. Or if you're neglectful by just letting your shopping cart ram into things all the time. Or uh, allowing your child to just constantly break things. Hey, look, watch, I'll smash this. Oh, look at that. Look at uh, little Johnny. And, and not, not intervene or do anything. Of course. No, the, all those things, those are things will get a response for sure, of, of, uh, without question. Why? There's no regret. There's no accountability. Get ready. It ain't going to be pretty. Because accountability is coming your way, my friends, and, and, and heavy. And, and it will be more, much more severe than it would have been had you not been truly regretful. But you see, friends, this applies to our lives as well. This is not just a supermarket motif. This applies to your life very much. I'm going to be symbolic here. Management knows that you're going to break some jars. Management knows that you're going to break some jars Our Heavenly Father is well aware that you're going to make a mess on aisle three on occasion, (laughs) okay? All of us at one time or another, man, we're going to make a mess on aisle three. But how will you respond when when that jar drops and smashes on the floor and shatters into a million pieces and and the mess is everywhere all over the floor and it's just it, it's it's it does it's it's not good of course how will you respond if you don't care 
And if you just continue breaking more things, expect to be arrested. You hear me? But if you're remorseful, God will most of the time, he will just clean up the mess. He will clean up your mess. You think about that at the grocery store. And, and we see this happen in the same thing in the grocery store. When you drop something in the grocery store and shatter it, or, or in, in any other kind of store for that matter, you feel badly at times when, when this happens, and you should feel badly. I mean, it's not a good thing. Why? Because it was probably your neglect or carelessness that led to somebody else's property being destroyed. And that costs something. You shouldn't be completely careless. And we, we should pay attention. And, and when we blow it and make a mistake and, and, and we drop and we cost somebody else money, that was not my pickle jar or whatever it was that broke. That was not mine. That was somebody else's that they had to pay for out of their hard-earned money. You should feel remorse for that. You should feel regret for that. At the same time... Think about this. this. This really connects and illustrates the point. At the same time, no one now lives in bondage to breaking the pickle jar on aisle three. Oh, Rabbi. What is it? What is it? What is it? I broke the, I broke the jar on aisle three. Oh, really? You know, what happened? When was it? It was three years ago. <laughs> the pickle jar. I mean, nobody, it's, it's ludicrous to even think about. It's ludicrous to even say. You, you, you'd obviously think somebody needed some help at that point. <laughs> I think you need a different kind of help, sir or ma'am. Okay, fair enough. But, but it, it would be irrational because it, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Because we know that, first of all, we're going to be more careful when we drop that, that jar. Okay, when we knock over something that breaks, we're going to be more careful when we do something we shouldn't do. And also the management took care of it and has forgiven us and we can move on. Hello, hello, hello. Are you with me on this? This is, this is very applicable to our lives, my friends. Nobody is, has got a, a hang up about having knocked over that, that jar. In fact, you've long since forgotten about it, although you've probably done it numbers of times in your lives. But we know we have regret and sincere regret, I hope, in the moment. But you also know when the management comes and they say, oh, no problem. We're, 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 we're going to take care of this. And you're, and you're grateful and, and, you're, and you say, I'm so sorry. And you feel bad for the, for the person who has to clean it up, right? But, 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 but you're... But you release it. You release it. You don't hold that thing over your head or have it held over your head for forever. No, you release it. Because why? The management's got it. They, they got it taken care of. They're going to clean up your mess. Think about this application in our lives. As far as the east is from the west. This is how far God has removed our transgressions from us. Of course, our sin is much more serious and intentional than breaking a jar on aisle three. But the point remains that despite the mess that we created, God is willing to forgive us and to take care of things. 
He's even willing to take care of us with serious things. Even when we mess up seriously. I'm going to tell you a story that I don't think that uh, anybody, I don't think my dad ever told this story. I can't ever remember him telling a story of something that happened with him. I was also there. And, uh, and, and I, don't, I don't think I've ever told the story either. But, but it's a good example of something pretty big that happened. And, and so here we go. So we, uh, our family was, was visiting this, I think it was a wedding or some event at a church. I was still a a teenager. Dad was already rabbi, but we were visiting this old church that we, uh, we knew the, the people there and we knew the pastor and such for some kind of event. I don't remember if it was a wedding or what. And so the event happened and we knew a number of the people there, but of course we were here and, uh, and so afterwards, our family was in the car, and I'll never forget this. And, and Rabbi E, uh, he put the car in reverse and backed up. But when he backed up, there was a, a, a light post in the parking lot. You know how sometimes uh, we have some light posts in our parking lot, but this was a tiny, you couldn't see it, it wasn't hardly marked, and it was just a tall light post right in the middle of the parking lot. It was a, it was a ridiculous place to put it. And when he backed up, Boom! He just absolutely rammed and slammed right into it when he backed up. And it jarred the car so much. I mean, it, it, stuff in the car, you could tell, were jostled by this. And, and, and it's so surprising when he hit that. And he didn't know what he'd hit. He thought, you know, God forbid, what did I do? You know, what did I hit? He, and it was just the light post. But then he, he puts the car in drive. But as he puts the car in drive, uh, immediately something had happened inside the car. At least that's what we think. You know, uh, is there a chance that it was something that he did? There's a chance they, they still don't know, but they think that there was something inside, but we don't know for sure. It could have been him, but that car, the moment he put it in drive, man, that car just, the accelerator, uh, stuck and, and it was, it was in full out mode go. And this, I mean, like pedal to the metal go. And so, so we're in the middle of a parking lot here and suddenly, whoo! The car starts taking off. I remember I'm in the back seat and I just go, Phew, and I just get pushed to the very back of the seat because when we just hit this light post, I'm like, what in the world? But then we take it and we're taking off and my dad is trying to drive and steer it, but he, he's hitting the brake, he said, with all his might and nothing's happening. The brake's not working. I mean, we had just hit this post and, and, and we, and we jumped, first of all, we jumped the curb, went into this kind of ditch place, jumped up. And, and rammed into, and people, we were like, look, there were people, and we were like, he was trying to avoid people, and so he's steering this thing as best he can to avoid people, and eventually we end up, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, in the office of the church. I am not, <laughs> I am not even kidding you. The car, our car ended up in the church office. I mean, we actually slammed into the church and, and we ended up, I look around and I'm inside a building in the car. This is, this is the craziest thing you could ever imagine. And, and there we were in the inside of the church. Thank God he had not hit anybody. You know, and it was the, the police officer said that my father had done a great job avoiding people. There were people all over the place coming out of the, out of the church. But, but we ended up, you could say, visiting that church in a way that no one else ever has. I'll tell you that much. But it was an unbelievable experience when this happened. Now, listen, that was an accident. But some of you have intentionally driven your car into a building. What am I talking? That's a, that's a major that's a major mess up. That's a major cleanup needed. 
clean up on, on, on aisle three. You're talking about the times, times 100. You know, here it is that, that our car ended up in, in the church, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and so, but even so, yet God even forgives this. The insurance covered it, you know, thank God, right? And, and God even forgives when you make a major mistake. I'm not talking about dropping a pickle jar. I'm talking about it's a major sin. When you mess up big time in your life, yes, God even forgives that. Even when you, you symbolically just absolutely ram your car right into the church office. Absolutely. But this is the kind of God that we serve. Yes, he will forgive you for that. There is the insurance for the Lord's going to cover that. He will clean up even that mess for you. Now, this does not mean that there are not sometimes consequences for our sin, because sometimes there are. We see this all over scripture. No question. Sometimes if you break it, you own it. You've heard that before, right? At the same time, a pure, genuine, and repentative heart will engender great mercy from the Lord. Great mercy. He will be merciful to you if you are sincerely repentant. And besides this, at the end of the day, you can guarantee that you will be forgiven. Even of terrible, horrific things. Even of things that are very destructful. This wasn't a jar. This was, this was knocking out a, a, a building in a house of worship, no less. Incredibly destructive. God will even forgive you of the, the difficult and very destructive things you've done in your life. If you ask him, it'll be merciful. If you, if you change, if you're willing to change, you got to be willing to do your part. My friends, teshuvah, repentance literally means to turn away. You got to turn. You can't take God's forgiveness for granted, but you can't let it hang over you at the same time. Because you have to remember that other people oftentimes will try to throw your sins in your face. They'll try to throw your own sins back at you in your face. Things you've done in the past. That happens. That happens all the time. We see in the scripture, Luke chapter seven, we read this story. We'll just read the first part of it because it goes to illustrate this point. Yeshua was there. Now, one of the, verse 36. Now, one of the Pharisees was asking Yeshua if he would eat with him. Upon entering the Pharisee's home, he reclined at the table. And behold, a woman in the town who was a sinner, when she discovered that Yeshua was reclining at the Pharisee's home, brought an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to drench his feet with tears and kept wiping them with her head of hair. Then she was kissing his feet and anointing them with perfume. Wow. When the Pharisee, now when the Pharisee who invited him saw this, what did the Pharisee say? He said to himself, if this were a prophet, he would know what sort of woman is touching him. That she's a sinner. Wow, do you feel the venom from that Pharisee? Let me tell you what, that Pharisee's thoughts did not go over very well with Yeshua. Because this woman was truly sorry. You could really tell that. It's very clear. And she was forgiven. 
a beautiful story, but see how the religious leader demeaned her. This is what our adversary, the devil does to us, to you, or he tries to do sometimes even in our own heads, you know, the truth about what you really are. You know what you did. These are messages he'll try to throw at you. You got to know the adversary's tactics. He'll try to He'll try to remind you of your past and of the, and of the, the things that you did, the way that you used to be, even the way that you used to be, even the sins that you did yesterday or last week. And he'll try to throw those things back in your face. And he'll try to tell you that you're just a phony baloney hypocrite. And he'll try to tell you, look, look, it's just, do you know what kind of woman you are? Do you know what kind of man you are? People know. God knows what kind of man you are. Don't try to fool anybody by putting the, hey, don't listen to him. He is a liar and he is the father of all lies. Don't allow him to hold this over your head like a club. No, because my friends, you are a new creation. You are more than a conqueror. You are not defined by yesterday's sins. You've been set free from the consequences of the law of sin and death. Your sins have been atoned for. You are cleansed. You are forgiven. Receive that, my friends. Receive that deep into your spirit. Don't let the adversary or anybody else tell you any differently. You are forgiven. Release it. The Lord has taken that sin away. So long as you are sincere in your repentance and have turned away from it, then, then in the words of, of uh, Frozen, let it go. Let it go. You know, don't, don't, don't dwell with it anymore. Don't dwell on it and don't let that afflict you and torment you. People are tormented by their old sins and they continue to feel this guilt, this guilt, this guilt. And, and, and people say, but God, you know what I did back then? And God says, what are you even talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. It's under the blood. I can't even see it. Oh, do you feel that? Oh, friends, this is, this is a, a cathartic redeeming message. And of course, regarding that story, the obvious and ironic truth, of course, is that the Pharisee himself was also a sinner. <laughs> there he was saying, if he only knew that she was a sinner. Hello, you're a sinner too. All of us are. All of us are. This is, he was just in a different kind of sin, a different form. Everybody messes up. Nobody's perfect. Don't, let, don't, don't allow others, yourself or the adversary, to lay old sins back upon you. That is a tactic of the adversary. At the same time, <clears throat> all of us are also our own supermarkets. <laughs> we all own supermarkets as well, right? See, this is an important, an important uh, ancillary point to this message. And how do you react and how do you react when somebody breaks a pickle jar on aisle three in your supermarket? <laughs> this is a very important point, my friends. Matthew 18, verse 21 says, Then Peter came to him and said, Master, how often shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Yeshua said to him, Not up to seven times, I tell you, 
but 70 times seven. Ah, we see that we have to be forgiving of our neighbor as well. This is a very, very important point that clearly the disciples, the Talmudim, had a little bit difficulty in understanding. How do we know that? Because in the next number of verses, Yeshua continued to explain with the parable, explaining how we we should be forgiving of other people. Listen to this. Excuse me. And if you think about it, wow, it will set you free in an area of your life. Matthew 18, continuing, starting in verse 23. Listen, tune in with me in this story. Think about it and wow it will change your perspective on a lot of things Yeshua continues where he says verse 23 therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his with his slaves when he had begun to settle up a man was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents but wow but, but since he didn't have the money to repay His master ordered him to be sold along with his wife and children, all that he had in payment to be made. Well, then the slave fell on his knees and begged him saying, be patient with me. Be patient with me. Please, I'll I'll repay you everything. He begged him. He pleaded with him. Verse 27, and the master of the slave filled with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. Now that slave went out. And found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he grabbed him and started choking him, saying, pay back what you owe. You better pay me back. So his fellow slave fell down and kept begging him, saying, be patient with me and I'll pay you back. Yet he was unwilling. Instead, he went off and threw the man into prison until he paid him back all he owed. Ooh. So when his fellow slaves saw this and saw what had happened, they were deeply distressed. They went to their master and reported in detail all that had happened. Uh Uh-oh. Then summoning the first slave, his master said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave all that debt because you pleaded with me. Wasn't it necessary for you to also show mercy to your fellow slave just as I showed mercy to you? Enraged. The master handed him over to the torturers until he paid back all he owed. So also my heavenly father will do to you unless each of you from your hearts forgives his brother. That's, that's the Brich Hadashah, new covenant. By the way, guys, new covenant, Tanakh, old covenant, same God, same God. God is a God of justice. So my friend, think long and hard about holding unforgiveness to others. Think long and hard about that. And oftentimes I'm going to, I'm going to meddle. (laughs) Oftentimes it's your spouse. Oftentimes it's your spouse. Perhaps it's a relative, maybe somebody else. Think long and hard about holding that unforgiveness. And hitting somebody over the head with their old sins. What kind of supermarket manager are you going to be? Will you be kind and forgiving? And even pull out the mop yourself? Oh, let me bring, bring that mop. I'm going to bring that mop. I'm going I'm to help clean this up. You don't worry about that. It's okay. I forgive you. I'm going to clean up this, this mess. 
Is, is that how you are? Well, we know how that's how God is. Is that how you are also? I'm, I'm going to clean up this, but you don't worry about it. Don't even, don't even think about it again. You know how a good manager is at a restaurant when somebody breaks something? Or that supermarket manager, don't, don't, don't even worry about it. Oh, well, well I'll let me clean it up. Don't, you don't, don't even worry about it. I got this. We got this. No problem. It's okay, sir. It's okay, ma'am. Is that how you are? Is that how we are? That's, that's, a, that's a high standard. That's how God is. That is how God is. Or will you be unforgiving and never give somebody any slack? What if God were that way with us? What if God were that way with you? But he's not. He's not. He's not. Because my friends, oftentimes, it comes down to the messes in our life. When you make a mess, and we all do, Repent sincerely. But then, truly receive the forgiveness of God and don't allow that old sin to dwarf your spiritual growth moving forward. At the same time, just as God often cleans up your mess, be forgiving when other people break something in your life. The title of my message is Clean Up on All Three. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. I want to ask you if you're watching this today, and maybe you have a, something in your life, in your past, that you're horribly ashamed of. And perhaps you never even speak of it. And perhaps other, there are a lot of other people that don't even know about it. But you know about it and you still feel it. And you still feel it weighing you down and condemning you. There is no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua. No, you are not condemned by this, friend. If you have asked the, the, the good Lord, you are forgiven of this. As far as from the east as from the west is how far he's taken that from you. But the adversary is the one who will try to bring that up to you, to keep you down, to keep you suppressed, to keep you from growing spiritually, to keep you from seeing your true self, from having a true self-image. You know, so many people today have, have distorted self-images. Same can be true spiritually of believers. If that's you and you've, and you've have something in your, well, I'm going to pray for you. God, I pray for each person who has something maybe uh, in their past, something they've done, big or small, pickle jar or, or dropping or running into a building <laughs> with a vehicle. Lord, something big or small. Lord, whatever it is, God, I pray that they feel the weight and the totality of your forgiveness. That they will forgive themselves, <laughs> Lord God, and that they will feel cleansed as they are. And I pray against the adversary that would try to speak to them and try to dredge up old stuff. God, I want to pray for people who have their own supermarket and if they've been wronged or hurt by others, Lord, that they will also be willing to forgive just like you forgave us and you have forgiven us so kindly and generously. Lord, <clears throat> I thank you for these things, God. If that's you, release it to God.
release it to the Lord. And if you're watching and if you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, if you've never said that, that prayer to dedicate your life to God, repeat this simple prayer after me. Dear God, I humbly come before you and ask Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry, Lord. I'll serve the rest of my days for you in Yeshua's name. And if you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you and send you some, a few materials just to encourage you in your walk. Thank you, Lord, for this service. Thank you for everyone watching. Thank you for the fact that you clean up our, our messes, God, and, and you took our punishment for us. You're a very kind, generous, and loving God. I bless you for it. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Oh, what a blessing. I want to thank my son, too, for giving me the idea for the title of this message here today. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehel family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Shalom.